you, Grant. That, um, well, you're not in here any longer, Grant, because <laughs> now Grant is working with the kids. Um, I told Grant this last week that I can, uh, I can relate uh, to him, uh, with him, that this sa that same exact thing has happened to me this year, where my giving is up and my income is down. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm walking with you uh, in that journey um, and uh, trusting God with it. So <clears throat> I was having a conversation with Steve Liu recently, and Steve said, you know, we were talking about preaching, and uh, Steve said, you know, one of the great ways of preparing for a, a sermon is to see if you can um, summarize your sermon in one sentence. And, uh, and so I thought, you know, that really sounds good. I, I like that challenge. Uh, and so, so here's the summary. Here's the one sentence summary uh, for you for what we're going to try and cover tonight. If your life with God is wonderful, your future is wonderful. Let's see if we can unpack that over the next 20, 25 minutes. If your life with God is wonderful, your future is wonderful. John Eldridge uh, challenged in, in one of his recent writings with the question, can you say that your future is absolutely wonderful? And I thought, wow. You know, that's a sobering, revealing, convicting, but also has been a life-giving question. You know, I would say that my future is largely tied to my circumstances, unfortunately. My future will be wonderful if Stacy doesn't die young, if my health holds up, if my money doesn't run out, if my kids and grandkids are doing well, if Hope Church is flourishing, if my golf game keeps working, of course, I guess that assumes that my golf game is working, which some would say, <laughs> I'm not sure about that, Randy. Um, but you know what that, where that led me to is to say, you know, I think there's an equation at play that maybe I don't want to be the equation that's at play, which is my future equals my circumstances. Good circumstances, good future. Bad circumstances, bad future. You know, that equation really, I, I came face to face with that equation at play in my life back in 2008 when the stock market was down 55%. And my income went down dramatically. And I started wrestling with, you know, what, where could this go? Where might this end up? And, and is it possible that I might end up living my lifestyle might end up back where I was when I was 22 years old, right out of college, living in a one-bedroom apartment. Could I be content? Could I be happy 
if that was my circumstance. And my first response to that was, no, I can't. That's not going to work. So I started pondering, well, what do you think about your, your Zambian friends who not only do they not live in a one-bedroom apartment, but it's even smaller than that. It's, it's like a one-room house, and yet they're more content and more happy than, than you are in, in many ways. And as I wrestled through that, I, I, I asked the question, so is what I'm really saying is, is that my circumstances have to be at a certain level in order for me to, to experience the abundant life? Is, is that what I'm really saying is, is that you, you really can't live in a one-bedroom apartment if, if you've been used to having so much more and, and have joy and have contentment? Is that really, is that really true? And, and the more I wrestled with that, the more I realized, you know what? That may be what I'm initially feeling, but that's not what I want to, to be my reality. That's not where I want to land. And so I just stayed with that until I let go of it and said, okay, Lord, if I end up in a one-bedroom apartment, that's okay. I can do that, and I can, because, because what do I have in that one-bedroom apartment? I still have Jesus. I still have my intimacy with him. I still have my relationship with him. I still have my fellowship with him in that one-bedroom apartment. Five years ago, I had that equation that my future equals my circumstances challenged <clears throat> when I started having a lot of neck pain and I couldn't seem to do, break it and I went to three or four different doctors and I prayed, had the elders pray over me and nothing was changing my circumstances. And I began to experience a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear of, is this the beginning of chronic pain for the rest of my life that I'm going to have to live with? I don't think I can handle that. So as I began to wrestle through, again, that equation of my future is only wonderful if my circumstances are wonderful. And I began to remember my good friend Earl Melton, who I had served with as a fellow elder at Cypress Bible Church. And Earl had chronic neck pain for years, and yet he was one of the most content pleasant, godly, loving men that I had ever met. And, and God just began to break that equation of your future, 
does not have to equal your circumstances. Your life with, if your life with God is wonderful, your future is wonderful. So how does a person know if this wrong equation is at work? And, and I would say that one of the most prominent, prevalent ways that we can see that at work is when we see in our life that we have a fair amount of fear, anxiety, and worry. Which, when I am experiencing, which, which I have more of that in my life, even now, than I want. And that reveals that I still have work to do to untie that equation of my future equals my circumstances. So, how do we make progress to untie that equation and to be able to uh, move to a place where I can actually say my future is wonderful? Because that is actually the declaration that I would like to submit to you tonight and, and ask you to, to seek with all your heart of can I actually say my future is wonderful. You know, in the, in the three circles that we have shown you guys relative to the um, vision of the future for Hope Church, that top circle says life with God. And, and, and so our future, to be able to say our future is wonderful, can only be said if what we're really saying is nothing can take away my life with God. Nothing can, nothing can dissolve that intimacy, that, the beauty of that relationship with Jesus. That scripture that we started with, Psalm 73, 25, whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. Goes on to say, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. So as my body deteriorates and fails, my heart or my life with God sustains me. So my circumstances can deteriorate. My circumstances can be much less than I want. 
much less than I would naturally in my flesh call wonderful. And yet, that Psalm 73 says, as my body deteriorates and fails, my heart or my life with God sustains me. So Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Does that sound familiar? With me? That's that top circle. Life with God. Which just raises the question of, is my life with God so sweet, life-giving, rich that no one and no circumstance can take that away. So therefore, your future is sweet, life-giving, and rich. Let me say that again. If your life with God is sweet, life-giving, rich, then no one and no circumstance can take that away. Therefore, your future is sweet, life-giving, and rich, or wonderful. Therein is the beauty and the potential to be able to say, if your life with God is wonderful, your future is wonderful. You know, Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came that you might have life and might have it abundantly if your circumstances work out. Aren't you glad he didn't put that phrase on there? If your circumstances work out, then you can have an abundant life. No, He's saying, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. That you might be so filled with that life in your life with God, with that which is sweet, life-giving, and filled with joy, that it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. So I'd like for you to think for just a minute about your future. What bad circumstance could derail your relationship with God? What bad circumstance could derail your relationship with God? Where you end up concluding God, if, if you ever let that happen, I will have to conclude you are not good and I can no longer trust you. Is there something that could cause that? Is there something in your future 
in your future circumstances that could actually cause you to draw that conclusion and say, you're not a good God if you let that happen. And I won't be able to trust you anymore. Or can you say that there is nothing that can have that kind of an impact on me? It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. There's nothing that can can steal away that intimacy with Jesus. That, the richness of that abundant life with Jesus. So, I've decided to declare by faith, my future is wonderful. Until a couple of months ago, I had never said that. I'd never used those words. I had never contemplated that idea of of being able to actually declare, my future is wonderful. Not my future will be wonderful if the circumstances play out right but my future is wonderful. Now that doesn't mean that my future is going to be filled with all of what I want and and all that is easy and all that is comfortable and all that is is, uh, life-giving and beautiful. But what it is saying is, is that no matter what my circumstances are, Nothing can take away my intimacy with Jesus that is life-giving. So, I've decided to do three things in order to help me press into that and actually walk in that in the months and and years ahead. And, And so the first thing comes out of 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. One way of interpreting that is to say, and this is what I'm starting every day with, is the declaration, Lord, I give everyone and everything to you. I'm I'm looking out at at the, the meetings of that day, of the activities of that day, of the challenges of that day, of everything about that day that is causing me anxiety and stress. And I'm saying, I give that to you. And I'm looking at the the things that could go wrong over the next week, the things that could be painful, the things that could be difficult financially, and I'm saying, I give all that to you. I give you everyone and everything, 
And I'm finding that that's a daily declaration, that's a daily statement, that's a daily reality of giving everyone and everything to Jesus because he cares for me. And I'm finding as I do that, that that's, that's lifting the anxiety, the fear, the worry off of me in a new way that is, is beautiful. And, I, and I'm finding I need it because I'm, I'm bringing anxiety and uh, fear into every day. Second thing I'm doing comes from a quote that I read from Dallas Willard. Listen to, to this quote. Memorizing scripture is even more important than a daily quiet time. For as we fill our minds with great passages and have them readily available for our meditation, quiet time takes over the entirety of our lives. So I decided <clears throat> to try that in a, in a special way yesterday. So I was on my back porch and I thought, you know what? Instead of having my classic quiet time, I'm going to just memorize some scripture during what would have been my, my quiet time. So I thought about Psalm 23 and I thought, you know, 30 years ago, I memorized that, but I haven't kept it refreshed in my mind, so I've kind of lost it. And so I thought, okay, so I'm going to memorize that again. And so yesterday morning, I, I refreshed that, and I um, memorized it all over. And you know what I found is Stacy and I had to go to Dallas for a wedding, and and we're driving to Dallas, and there's a, a moment of quiet when there was no conversation going on in the car, no music, just driving to Dallas. And you know what came into my mind? What flashed into my mind was, why don't you quote Psalm 23 to yourself? Just, you know, not out loud, but just... Repeat what you, what you had memorized that day. And so, so I'm driving, uh, uh, or Stacy's driving, <laughs> and I'm writing, and I'm thinking, and I'm just, I'm just quoting Psalm 23. And, and I'm, I'm just enjoying some fellowship with the Lord in Psalm 23 while I'm driving. And it just gave me a, a sweet fellowship with the Lord as I was driving to Dallas. And, you know, I thought, wow, that's really, that's really valuable because I can't tell you how many times, you ever had a quiet time where you, you just had this incredible insight, this beautiful connection with God, and, and you just thought, wow, man, what a great way to start the day. 
And then you get to the end of the day, and you start thinking back on what happened in your quiet time, and you can't even remember what it was <laughs> that, that you experienced. You can't even remember what was the beauty that you experienced in that quiet time. I, I can't tell you how many times that um, has happened to me. I know some of you are thinking, well, yeah, that's just because you're getting old, Randy. <clears throat> uh, and that may be. <laughs> but the beauty of, of what Dallas Willard is saying about um, memorizing Scripture is when you memorize Scripture, you can have a quiet time all throughout the day. You don't, you, you know, it, it, because all you got to do is in the, in the quietness of, you know, an extra five minutes or while you're driving somewhere or walking somewhere, walking into the store, you just, you can be replaying a verse, verses that you're memorizing and you can have a fresh quiet time right in, in that moment. And so you can have, have intimacy, fellowship with Jesus all throughout the day. So it's causing me to, um, to want to memorize more scripture. And, uh, and so I'm looking forward to, um, to, in the weeks and months ahead, just focusing more energy on memorizing scripture as another way of being able to put my fear, anxiety, and worry in a, uh, in a place to where I can declare my future is wonderful. I've already in the recent weeks that I have declared that just noticed a, a lifting um, of my heart as I declare my future is wonderful because my future is not tied to my circumstances. So the third and last thing that I'm focusing on is, is having more conversations with family, friends, and, and even my discipleship group about what does it look like for, um, for us to be able to declare my future is wonderful. And if I can't say that, why? What does that reveal to me if I can't declare that? I think that's an interesting um, thing to, to walk through. So, if your life with God is wonderful, your future is wonderful. That's that life with God circle. If that circle, if that life with God is rich, intimate, loving, life-giving, then your future is that rich, life-giving, sweet. Because no matter what your circumstances are, that can't be taken away. So I hope that that focuses us to say, well, if that's true, 
If what Randy's saying is true, then I want more of that kind of intimacy with Jesus. That kind of richness and loving kindness in my relationship with Jesus so that my circumstances can become more and more of a non-issue. So as we close, I'm going to read Psalm 23 to you, and, and I'd like you to just close your eyes and, um, and just meditate with me for a minute. As Michael comes up and plays in the background, just close your eyes and, and meditate with me for a moment on our Lord, who says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Would you just take a minute to talk to Jesus about what you've heard tonight? Talk to him about your future and about the anxiety that you might feel about your future. Think about the, the one thing that maybe gives you the most anxiety about your future. And choose to give that to Jesus. Ask him to help you memorize some scripture that would remove fear and cause you to, to be able to walk more joyful with him. 
And then, if you can, make that declaration to him. My, by faith, I declare my future is wonderful. So just talk to him now for a moment in, in your, your own heart. Jesus, I thank you that the only way our future can be sweet, beautiful, wonderful is if you are the one that's there with us in it. And if your loving kindness and your presence is what is giving us life. So I pray, Jesus, that you would Make that deposit into our hearts. Give us what we need to be able to have such an intimacy with you in our life with God that we can say our future is wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen.